If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited time offer, so act now. If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited time offer, so act now. Hey, what's up, folks? Uh, My name is Rob Gorski, and you're listening to the Autism Dad podcast. Um, This week's episode is really special to me. If you guys have followed our journey at all, maybe even at least for the last few years, um, you know, or you probably know, that we spent... Uh, some time at Give Kids the World uh, in Kissimmee, Florida. Kissimmee, Florida? Kissimmee, Florida? I can never pronounce it. So I, no disrespect, I, I, I just can never pronounce it. I think it's Kissimmee, Florida. Kissimmee, Florida? Anyhow, Give Kids the World is a, is a place where kids who have terminal or, or serious life-threatening conditions uh, can go to spend time with their families uh, in an environment that is... Uh, if I say magical, it sounds really cliche, um, but it is truly a magical place. I have never been in a place like Give Kids the World. Uh, it's so hard to put into words what they do. Um, it was it was life altering for my family, and I know that it's the same way for the thousands and thousands of other families who visit every year. My kids and I were able to volunteer uh, for an evening uh, at Give Kids the World um, while we were in Florida a couple weeks back. Uh, I had a chance to sit down with Kate Moslin. Uh, she is the marketing director for Give Kids the World. And, and we were able to have a, a face-to-face conversation about what Give Kids the World is, why it's important. and 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 we just sort of talked about what the experience for her is like as somebody who is a provider for families like mine and, and what it's what it's like for families like mine to experience what they offer. And, you know, it, it really is, it really is so hard 
to put into words what this place means to us. It, it was a really emotional conversation. Uh, so what, what I wanted to do was, was shine a light on the amazing things that they're doing for families. Maybe you want to volunteer. Maybe you want to donate. Maybe you just want to, uh, you just want to learn something. So Kate and I sit down for an interview and we, we talk about all of this stuff. There were a few technical issues because again, just like with the, uh, Doubletree hotel, I was using new equipment and, uh, my kids weren't quite as patient this time. <laughs> Uh, so it kind of got cut short, uh, but you get the gist of, of, of what matters in, in this conversation. And I really appreciate Kate taking the time to, to sit down and have this kind of conversation with me. So uh, I'll go ahead and play the interview for you guys in its entirety following this uh, quick commercial break. So please stay tuned. I appreciate it. Thanks. The Autism Debt is brought to you by Mightier. Mightier is a fantastic program out of Harvard Medical and Boston Children's uh, that uses a wrist strap, heart rate monitor, and video games to help your child learn to emotionally self-regulate. That means fewer meltdowns. Um, it works for any kid because it's biofeedback uh, for kids, and it, so it works for anyone, uh, but it's especially effective in kids who are on the autism spectrum. Uh, as you may or may not know, uh, kids on the autism spectrum can have a more difficult time uh, with emotional self-regulation. Uh, my kids are no exception to that. And, and what this does is it, is it finds an engaging way to, to teach them to recognize the feelings in their body, their emotions, and, and it rewards them with better gameplay by, by keeping those emotions in check and calming themselves down and keeping their heart rate in, in, a, in a certain place. It's, it's, it's brilliantly simple. Uh, it's proven science. They have proven that it reduces meltdowns up to 60%. That's good for the whole family. When your child is less stressed out and they're not experiencing distress, they're happier. You know, when, when they're in a better place as parents, our stress level uh, is lower. And and so it's a positive thing for the whole family. It's fun. It's engaging. Uh, my kids love it. And they offer a 30-day free trial. So there's no risk. You can give it a try. If you don't like it, you can just send it back. Uh, you can find out more information and read about my journey with my son uh, using this program uh, at theautismdad.com forward slash mightier. That's theautismdad.com forward slash mightier. I remember when we were here in 2017, that was our first like first vacation in like 20 years. Like I've never, we were never on vacation because it was just always so hard. Um, and I remember it was sort of a bittersweet experience because for, for me, it was very emotional because it's an amazing thing to get, but then you also know why you're getting it. And it's, it's tough to sort of, for me, it was tough to balance some of that out uh, because it's sort of like it made a lot of what Gavin was going through more real, I guess, if that makes sense. And so it was, a, it was, it was difficult to to find a way to even take that first step to get uh, to apply to have a wish granted, and but once we got the process started, I, you sort of you know kind of get through it, and and it's about him and what he needs, but as a parent, it's just kind of it just kind of it can be an emotional thing. Have you have you heard anything like that from other parents or? 
Yeah, I think just it, out there. I was just talking to another parent today, um, just an hour ago, actually, who said that on their wrist trip, his son grabbed him and said, Dad, I can keep up here. And I think that we see that for parents a lot where they um, have been holding their breath for so long, if you will, like mm-hmm. they've been holding their breath, waiting for what the doctor's going to say, holding their breath, hoping that their kid isn't going to get made fun of for being slower at school, holding their breath that they're you know, going to be able to not get fired for taking more time off than they're allotted to deal with treatments. And so here it's at the village, it's a place where everybody can just take a deep breath and relax and enjoy being a family. And we see so many families that um, we give them all these park tickets and all these wonderful things to enjoy. And when they leave, um, they say, you know, the village being a part of these 84 acres was really what touched them the most and where they had the most fun was just being here because they were able to be a family um, and not, and we were incredibly grateful for our partners, not to say that, but, um, but yeah, just to give them time back, like, you know, to make memories and to make moments that will carry them through, but that they can also reflect on because we don't know where they've come from and we don't know where they're going. And, um, you know, one of our core values as staff members is compassion. And I think that that is kind of a weird thing when you start a job for somebody to tell you that one of the core values of your organization is that you, if you're not going to be compassionate, we don't want you a part of this organization, but that is so true. You have got to meet people where they are. Um, And every family that walks through our gates become a part of our family. And so it's up to us to take care of them and nurture them and um, meet them where they're at and, and hopefully give them a week that is going to change their life and make them happier. We found um, when when we came down here, we've always debated like what was the most fun thing, but everybody always agrees that it was, it was actually the time that we like, we just hung out here. We did the, like they're having a party downstairs mm-hmm. right now. Um, that kind of stuff and just walking around and just, and, and even honestly, just when we were crashed in a condo, <laughs> like just like not, not doing anything, you can just sort of like, we just sort of forgot about everything for a little while. And we just, I guess I didn't realize how long we've been holding our breath. Like you mentioned holding our breath mm-hmm. and it was just like, oh, you know, and, and you can just have fun and you can just be a family and, and make memories. And I don't know of any other place that is, that offers anything like that. And, and I mean, it really is an amazing thing. And I, I wish more people were aware of what you guys do here. Um, I guess when, how, how long ago, well, how long have you been around? So the village was started in 1986, and it was started um, with a wish, essentially, um, with a what I'm going to say was a failed wish. There was a little girl by the name of Amy. Um, she had leukemia. She was five years old, and she wanted to meet Mickey Mouse. That was her wish. Um, and our founder, Henry Landworth, who was also a Holocaust survivor, um, was a hotelier at the time, and he um, was the manager of the Holiday Inn Mangate East. And he got the call um, asking if he would um, give Amy's family a room for while they were here. And of course he said yes. And time went and Amy's family never checked in for their hotel stay. 
uh, and Henry was, uh, you know, always very on top of everything and reached out to her family to find out why this family that he had given a free hotel stay um, did not check in. And he had found out that Amy had passed away before they could line up all the other elements of her trip. So they couldn't arrange the travel, they couldn't arrange the park tickets, they couldn't arrange for anything. Um, and because of his history, Henry said that he would never fail another, another child ever again. And that was in 1986. And that was when Give Kids the World was born. And um, we've to date served over 176,000 kids since then. Um, we have a rush wish policy. So if we have a kid that's supposed to come um, and stay with us and we find out that they may not have too much longer or they need to get here as soon as possible, we can have them here within 24 hours to have their wish fulfilled. So we will never, as long as um, we are here, we will never fail another child. We will never see another kid go without their wish granted. And we know that um, there are 27,000 kids diagnosed with a critical illness every year. And half of all of those wishes, um, of all those children that are diagnosed, those who are eligible for a wish and who um, go through the process of getting wishes filled, half of them are to come to Central Florida. So we're the destination. You know, it's it's kind of hard when you say, we can sit here and talk for an hour and then you say, okay, well, boil that down to a 30 second elevator speech. You know, it's hard. It's hard when people want to know what is Give Kids the World. Um, but we are the destination for wishes for Central Florida. Um, and because half of all of those wishes come to us, we are just continuing to see the number of um, families that we serve grow and grow and grow every year. Um, so what started as, you know, nine villas has now grown into serving over 8,000 families every year and growing. So we don't sit still. We just keep doing what we need to. We will never turn a family away. Um, we'll just keep doing what we need to for as long as there's a need. Where, like how far away do people come? All around the world. 76 different countries. Wow. Um, yeah, we've served kids from all 50 states, over 76 different countries. We've served kids um, from Israel, from Germany, the UK is our largest. Uh, the UK and Canada are our largest international partners. Um, but yeah, we're an international organization. So wherever there are wish-granting mm -hmm. organizations, they can... Yeah. yeah, wherever there are wish-granting organizations, and our president, Pamela Lamberth, is constantly traveling the globe, um, meeting people and, and speaking out about the village. And every time she's doing a, a major corporate event, she's always going to visit local wish granny organizations too, because she wants to find every single kid that needs um, to have their wish fulfilled to make sure that all corners of the earth, everyone knows about Give Kids the World and um, that we can get all those kids here that they, if that's their wish, so. I, I was, we were talking before we yeah. started this and um, my kids and I came down from Canton mm -hmm. and one of our, this has been a, a, a dream of ours really was to come back and and do what other families were here doing for us when we were here. And I noticed that there seems there is a there's a large volunteer base, um, almost more volunteers than maybe like actual staff. Yeah, absolutely. How's that? Yeah, we have we have to fill eighteen hundred volunteer shifts a week in order to wow. operate the village. 
Um, so our volunteers do everything from food service, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner, serving ice cream. They run our carousel. They work the train. They check um, our families into their villas. And we have volunteers that come from corporations that will do landscaping for us. And we're, you know, we're a five-star resort. We, we don't have any ratings, but we are top of the line resort. And you think about the top of the line resorts all around the world and how many people they have landscaping for them and doing these beautiful things to keep everything stunning. And you look at the village and we have two landscapers and we're only able to do that because we have so many volunteers to offset what we need. So we have 148 staff members and um, we have about 27,000 active volunteers that are in our database that we can call on any point in time to come and fill those 1,800 volunteer shifts a week. So. Do, you, do you have a lot of people who are not necessarily returning families? Or do you have a lot? Like, we do. The... Yeah, our demographic, is, it's, very, it's very interesting. We have a lot of um, retired people that come and volunteer at the village that are here as snowbirds or um we have a lot of young students that come and volunteer, a lot of college kids in the month of March and April. It's really hard to get a volunteer shift at the village because we have so many college groups that come down that will do um, alternative break uh, trips down here. So it's pretty remarkable how many people want to come and volunteer um, at the village. Obviously, our returning wish families come back. That's something that we see a lot of um, that families just want to come back and, and give back and they want to be a part of that, you know, they have that, um, that love and that warmth that they felt while they were here, they want to give that back to other families. Um, so it's just, you know, in a weird way in the world that we live in that can sometimes be so unkind, the village is just a giant step backwards and it's such a warm hug and it's such a warm place to come to. We still don't have contracts with our corporate partners and still handshakes. Like it's just, it's in a way you pull through those gates to get through, give kids the world. And it's like the way the world should still be, you know? It, you know, I've, I have struggled over the years to find words to describe what this place is like, but it, it, it is, it's, it's like magical. Like we felt when we just drove through the, uh, through the front gate, you know, it says welcome home on the sign, you know, mm -hmm. it's just such a cool, experience it, it it's like the rest of the world just sort of fades away and and everything here is positive um and i guess what, what, one of the things that i wanted to ask you was i it was very emotional for me as a parent to to i guess have the wish granted first of all because it's sort of a bittersweet thing you know it's an amazing opportunity but then you realize why you have that opportunity and it's for me it was really tough how do you guys, do, do you guys find there's a lot of emotional, um, how do you deal with, with the, I guess the emotions of, of having kids come in, uh, that it may be the last vacation to take with their family. Um, is that, is that difficult to? Yeah. Yeah. What I tell, you know, my husband, my friends, my family is that I can't, I can't cure what's happening to children. I can't make them better. And pretending that it doesn't exist 
isn't going to do anything either. So yes, there are days where you come to work and you cry and you cry and you cry because not because it's not happy. This is the most joyful place. Like this place is so filled with hope and joy that it is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And when you pull through those gates, there is a peace and a happiness that just washes over you. Um, but as long as there are children that have critical illnesses, this is what I can do. I can come to work every day. I can do my best. I can put 120% into my job because these kids, that's what they deserve. And that's what these families deserve. So if I pretend that it doesn't exist because it can be a little too emotional at times, it doesn't help anything. It mm. still exists. So I think that that, that personally is how I, I look at things is that, um, you know, turning a blind eye to, to what is happening or these families doesn't do anything, but this is what I can do. So until I can get some magic powers and make everybody <laughs> better, better, I can, I can come and and meet you at eight o'clock at night. I can do that. <laughs> the autism debt is brought to you by Probably Genetic. Uh, if you've followed our story at all over the last decade or so, you know that my oldest son, uh, Gavin, um, has a lot of very rare uh, medical conditions. We have been searching for answers over the last about 15 years in order to try and find out you know, what the root cause of all of his ailments were. Along the way, he was diagnosed with childhood disintegrative disorder, which is a very rare form of regressive autism, uh, epilepsy, common variable immunodeficiency, which means he's basically lost his immune system, uh, Euler's-Danlos, and an extremely rare autonomic disorder that has almost killed him on more than one occasion. The only test that hasn't been done was a test that would, would sequence my, my son's genes. And unfortunately, in our current healthcare system, this kind of genetic test has an extremely long waiting period, uh, upwards of a year. It's, it's most often not covered by insurance, and the costs are, are astronomical. Uh, it can reach upwards of $10,000, and that, that makes this type of desperately needed test inaccessible to families like mine. Thankfully, there is hope. Uh, Probably Genetic is helping me to find the answers to the questions that have long gone unanswered. Uh, Probably Genetic specializes in identifying rare genetic diseases that often go undiagnosed, especially in children already diagnosed with autism, like my son. Uh, they're on a mission to make full genetic sequencing accessible to those who need it the most. They significantly reduce the cost and drastically reduce the wait time. Uh, if you have already had whole exome or whole genome sequencing done and you didn't uh, get an answer, uh, they can reanalyze your existing data. If you don't have access to the data, uh, they'll help you get it from uh, your lab free of charge. So if you're one of the countless people out there in need of genetic testing, visit probablygenetic.com. Uh, you can use the code theautismdad400 at checkout and save $400 off of the genetic testing. So that's probablygenetic.com and use the code theautismdad400 to save $400. Um, what kind of things, like, like when we were here, and I know it's probably on a, on a, on a cycle so that everybody sort of, just kind of when you arrive, is everybody's here for like seven days? Is that? Yeah. 
Yep. So all of our families, um, if you are a domestic wish, then you're here for six nights, seven days. Our international families are here for seven nights, eight days because their travel time is longer. Yeah. So all of our families get three days to Disney, two days to Universal, one day to um, SeaWorld, no matter what their wish is. And they can enjoy all of those tickets while they're here so they can, you know, go to the parks whenever they want to. The thing that's really cool about that is we see it, and you probably know this having your three boys, a lot of times the the siblings of the wish child are just as impacted during their disease. Maybe they're living with grandma and grandpa or, or they haven't seen their parents in a really long time. And so for for the family unit, this trip is so important and it's so important for the siblings. So having all of those um, tickets, maybe the wish child wants to meet Elsa but her brother is passionate about Legos or passionate about Harry Potter. So it's just as important for him that he gets to do those things as it is for his sister to meet Elsa. And that's why we're so grateful to have the relationships we have with all the parks so that our families don't have to choose what they want to do. They get to experience every magical thing that Central Florida has to offer while they're here. That's a, that's a really good point because what happens a lot of times when one one kid in a family needs so much more attention, um, the other ones can sort of get lost in the shuffle or fall through the cracks. No matter how, and it's not bad parenting or anything like that. It's just the reality of the situation. And it was really cool when we came down here because they, while it was centered around Gavin, the other two felt just as important. You know, they were, they were, they was, they had presents every time we went back to the, the condo at the end of the night or whatever it was. And then there was, we celebrated uh, Christmas in October, which they just got the biggest kick out of. And so, d d like, do you guys, um, so it, so it is, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's, you have the kid who has their wish granted, but this is, like you said, it's for the whole family. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is, it's very healing. It, you know, whether it's physically or emotionally, like we came out of here, A, knowing what we've missed 20 years without going on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but you come out of here just feeling renewed and, and a sense of hope that I didn't have before we came down here and, or that it sort of, I lost along the way. And it, it was just, it's, it's so hard to describe what you guys do. I, I wish people could, could uh, like everybody knows what Disney World is like, but but this place is so hard <laughs> to put words to. Uh, it, magical sounds sort of um, I don't know cliche or something, but but it, I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, even even just coming here today f to volunteer for, for a couple hours, I mean it's like we were transported back to when we were here the first time, and I could put myself in the shoes of all these parents that are that are either just arriving and, and not sure what to expect or, or the people who've been here who are getting ready to leave and maybe don't want to leave, you know, because we didn't want to leave when it was time to leave. And it really is, it, it's an amazing, um, what you guys do for families is amazing. I mean, it really is. Um, one of the things that I, I wanted to ask you was, you guys have, uh, like you celebrate all kinds of different holidays. Like today is like a Halloween thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is, Middle of February, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know what date yeah. is. So is there a reason that you guys celebrate all the different holidays? Sort of, is it like on a weekly cycle or something? Yeah, it is. So we have um, 
so obviously our families are here for a week. So we have seven days with them and we celebrate a different holiday every night of the week. And that is because we don't know where our families have come from or where they're going. Um, and we, what we're trying to do is we're trying to fit an entire year into a week for them. So Monday we do Halloween. We have trick-or-treating. You can dress up. Tuesday we have Mayor Clayton, who is our um, seven-foot bunny mascot. Um, that is his surprise birthday party. Uh, Wednesday we have a talent show called Village Idol. Thursday Santa comes and we do Christmas at the Village. Uh, Friday we have a Once Upon a Time um, Pirates and Princesses party. Saturday we just started our new Stellar's um, Starry Night Ball and that is a formal dance for our kids. Um, and so you know if our kids can't go to homecoming or they're not going to be able to go to prom or have a father-daughter dance with you know, if they may never get married. So we're able to do that on Saturday, which is so exciting. And then Sunday we play the world's largest game of Candyland. Um, and I think as a staff member, one of the things that I am constantly in awe of is our entertainment department who puts on all these parties every night. And if you are able to come to the village, you're able to see it. And, you know, as a, as a, as a father, our entertainment team has to host Halloween every single Monday for the entire year. And they never, they go full out every single Monday, every Thursday snows at the village. There's Santa, there's banners, there's blow ups. There's, I mean, the trigger treating, like you, our, our staff and our volunteers never say, you know what, let's just put half of the cauldrons out this Monday because we're tired and we've done this. Like we have one shot with each of these families to make this week perfect. Mm -hmm. And they do it. They do it flawlessly every single night without fail. All the tents go up, all the props go up. And, and for these families, it's, you know, I hope that they, that that transcends to them, that they're special and they are, are worth doing all of this for, because I think that gets lost sometimes for these families is that people are constantly um, saying to these children, you know, okay, come back later. Or it's just here, when you're here at the village, you should know that every single person that's here is a VIP the entire time that they're here. And it's not that you're here for a good week at the village. You're every single week is that, you know, we don't, mm -hmm. we don't have bad days here. And I noticed we were downstairs doing the, uh, the orientation thing for the, there I, I, like in, I'd say intense, but I just can't think of the word. And like they take it very seriously, mm -hmm. and they're they're setting everything up and doing all the stuff. And it occurred to me that like they do this, like how many times every a week day. do they do this every day, <laughs> every week, every you know throughout the year? And it's like my goodness, like the devotion that they have, like they love their job, mm -hmm. or they love. We met um, when we were waiting uh, wherever the for the um, orientation. Uh, we met uh, an older couple, and I guess the guy's sister, and I guess I think they were from they were from somewhere in Michigan, um, but they come to Florida I guess for like two months out of the year, and then they volunteer here, three or four days a week or something like that, and, and that's just it's so cool that people just uh, it's almost like once once you come here once, it never really leaves you mm -hmm. like you can leave it. But yep. it's, it's got a, the gravity here is really strong and it just keeps pulling people yeah. back. Yeah. Um, do you have, um, do you guys have, 
I've seen like some of your posts on Twitter and stuff like that sometimes where you have like celebrities or people from um, like Disney stop by and, and do stuff. We do. Home. Yeah. So the great things, we do these parties every evening and then every morning we have activities for the families as well. So um, every Monday and Thursday, Mickey and um, Pluto, Belle, Mary Poppins, um, Goofy, they all come out so our kids can meet Mickey and not have to wait in lines at the park, which is really great. And That's obviously cool. they don't have to wait in line at all um, at the park. One of the cool things we have at the village is we have um, first run movies in our movie theater. So when everyone is at Star Wars in these crazy lines, our families are here. And the cool thing is that you're all in the same level. So if you're watching Star Wars with a bunch of other families who are going through the same thing that you're going through and your child has a breakdown because some scene has too much light in it. You don't, you don't feel like embarrassed to walk out or you don't feel, Oh my gosh, please keep quiet. Or, you know, you know that everybody that's in that theater they get is it. getting it and understands it. And so that's, that happens a lot at the village where we see where we're, um, what we offer these families is, is, you know, a lot of ways as a staff member, you step back and just let the families take care of each other because they do, you know? So it's really, it's, it is cool. It is. Once it's, once you've come here, you never leave, you know, you may physically leave, but you never leave this place. What do you, what do you think is the most rewarding part of this for you guys is whether your staff members are volunteers? such a happy place it's so much joy and so yeah I think it, yeah knowing that you're part of something that brings hope to people is really special and really cool um, and really a special part special thing to be a part of how can mm -hmm. uh, people can can volunteer right mm -hmm. like if they're visiting Florida yep um, they can, they can go to the website, right? Yep. And I'll put all the links and stuff in the, yep. in the show notes yep. and in the blog post so that people can yep. volunteer. Can people donate? Yes. Yeah. So we have to raise a lot of money every yeah. year. We have a small team. We have a small but mighty, uh, fundraising team, but we have to raise a, a lot. We have to raise, um, upwards of $20 million a year in order to stay afloat. And, wow. um, yeah, so we take donations, any form of donation. Um, GiveKidsTheWorld.org is our website, and um, there's a donation button. But yeah, our, our our belief is we want people to give, serve, or share. That's what we want out of our constituents, of our supporters. So if you're able to give, wonderful. You know, We are one of the highest-rated charities in our fiscal responsibility. So 93 cents of every single dollar that's donated to the village goes directly back to our families. And in the not-for-profit industry, that is pretty unheard of. pretty high, yeah. Yeah, a lot of our, um, you know, a lot of charities will, a 30% admin rate is pretty acceptable. So for us to have a 7% admin rate just shows that we're extremely fiscally responsible with what our donors give us. And a lot of that is because of how many volunteers volunteer with us. Um, so, you know, if you're able to give, then that's terrific. Um, if you're able to serve as a volunteer, as an advocate, that's 
you know, we couldn't run without our volunteers. They're, they are the heartbeat of this organization. And then sharing our mission and trying to help us give it, um, give it legs out in the world um, is something that we're always looking for because, you know, it's, it's not something that everybody knows about, but it is something that once you do know about it, it's amazing. You will find somebody in your community, in your church, at your work that will say, you'll start talking about Give Kids the World and, and someone will say, oh, I know so-and-so who knows so-and-so whose child stayed uh, at some point. So it's pretty, pretty remarkable how, um, how many people don't know about us considering how many children we've reached to date and we're still going strong. So. Like if you could have families out there who are, who are maybe wondering whether they should apply to be, uh, to have a wish granted or if they're trying to select a place to go. I think a lot of them sort of direct people in this direction because we were sort of guided here. Okay. Um, what would you What would you tell those people who are maybe on the fence about uh, doing something like this? Yeah. Uh, it's important. I think that having the wish. No child should ever have to go through what any of these kids are going through. And we saw the trend with wish granting organizations. You know, 20 years ago, you couldn't have a wish unless you had a terminal diagnosis. And then they got a little bit smarter and realized that if children just had a life-threatening illness, that that would classify. And now it's a critical illness. And the reason why this is happening is because you shouldn't have to any child that's going through any medical issue should not have to have a negative prognosis in order to be eligible to have a life-changing opportunity. And, and that's for the family as well. If your child has a, um, it shouldn't have to have a life-threatening illness, you know, a critical illness, something that's going to change their life or what they've had to go through is not, um, everyone should get to go to get to come to the village or, or, have a tree house built in their backyard or have a pool put in, whatever's going to bring them joy and bring them hope. And obviously we want all kids to come here because we love our families and we want them to experience this, but the wishes are really important, you know? And what we're seeing, which is interesting, is that more and more kids are, their wish is to come to give kids the world as people are learning about us. Is it's, it, it's not always about and everything else is sort of secondary. Yeah. yeah, but they really want to be here and be a part of what's happening here, that magic, that um, that special special secret sauce that's happening at the village, if you will. Yeah, it's... My, my kids were so excited. Like, we were excited through the whole trip, but it was it was the last... Because this is our last day here, and this was this was something that we had been really sort of focused on and, and really looking forward to because it just is such an amazing, it's going to be hard to, to leave because we only get to be here for like three hours. And, and, and uh, it's going to be hard to leave even after only three hours because <laughs> you guys really do. It, it's such an amazing, it's such an amazing place. I wish, uh, I wish everybody understood that you guys are doing amazing things. And I, I know that I really appreciate it from when we were here because that, that totally changed our life. Uh, okay. It was a very 
very positive, very positive experience. Got us at a really sort of dark time and, and it just, it was, it was awesome. So I really appreciate that. Okay. You know, I imagine okay. all of the families out there appreciate the same thing too. I think that the number one message that we would want to convey um, about Give Kids the World is that this is a not only a resort in Central Florida that fulfills these wishes for these children and these families, but that we really um, ignite a sense of hope and a sense of um, courage and purpose for these families for when they leave here to keep going to go home and know that they um, have the strength and the power to keep fighting, um, whatever that may be, whether that is going to um, be many more years of fighting their current battle or whether they're at the, the end of their treatment and they just need to go home with a renewed sense of purpose and a renewed sense of family unit, that they leave the village feeling happy and feeling inspired and feeling um, hopeful that they can um, continue down the path that, that they have been put on. Uh, before we go, I just wanted to take a, a quick second and thank Kate for taking the time to sit down and, and have a conversation uh, with me about Give Kids the World, uh, what it means to her to be a part of that, um, why what they do is so important, and and just just sort of talking about um, the amazing things that that happen inside of this this place. And uh, you know, as somebody who has been there as, as a wish family and, uh, a returning, uh, family who's volunteering. It's so hard to put into words what this place is like. Magical sounds again, it's so cliche, but, but it truly is a magical place. And, um, the work that they're doing there is so important. Uh, the difference they make in the lives of kids who have terminal or serious or life-threatening conditions is there's, there's no amount of, there's no, there, there are no words that can, can articulate exactly just how profoundly they're impacting these, these kids and these families. And, uh, I, I'm truly grateful for the opportunity to, to have been able to return, uh, to give back for a little while and, and to sit down and, and talk to Kate about all of this. Um, it was, it was an emotional conversation. Um, and just, it was, it was an awesome experience. Uh, so I will have all of give kids the world information will be in the show notes below and in the corresponding blog post. Um, if you're interested in volunteering, uh, there'll be links to, to show you where to go for that. Uh, if you want to donate to help support what they're doing, uh, there'll be links to, uh, to help you with that as well. So, uh, give them a visit, follow them on Twitter and Facebook, show some support. What they're doing is amazing. Um, again, Kate, thank you for taking the time to come on the show and thank you for everything that you guys are doing, uh, for families like mine around the world. So, uh, as always, you can find me at the All my social links are at the top of the page. Uh, I'm usually only on Twitter. So if you, if you want to get hold of me, you can hit me up there or through my contact page, uh, on the blog. Uh, I try to respond to everybody. Uh, life is sort of busy on my end, so I, I don't always get to it right away. Uh, but you can also subscribe, uh, to this podcast via your favorite podcasting app. Just look up the autism dad, hit subscribe. I really, really appreciate that. Um, you can also support the podcast. There's a link, uh, in the description below where you can help support what we're doing. 
Um, outside of that, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to tune in. I hope you have a great weekend and I will speak to you next week. Thanks. Bye. Autistic kids can sometimes struggle to learn new skills such as riding a bike, reading, or simply having a conversation to a high level of proficiency and automaticity. Brainiac is a brain enhancement program that gets to the root of the problem. It builds stronger brain and body connections that elevate learning capacity within four to six months. Brainiac cross-trains motor movement, visual, auditory, and cognitive thinking connections using fun, interactive video games. Strengthened connections allow kids to learn new skills and perform them automatically with more confidence and greater independence. Brainiac is for homes and schools. Visit canoe.com, that's K-I-N-U-U.com, and be sure to use the code THEAUTISMDAT at checkout to save $500. It's a limited time offer and it will expire on May 31st.